Welcome back to another edition of Weighing In with Wayless MD and Wellness. Our host today, Sherry Stoka from Wayless MD. I am Pete Sherry. How are you doing? I am doing quite well. Excellent, excellent. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. This is our first, as we record, very warm day. I know. I actually sat outside for a little bit to get some sunlight vitamin D action, so that felt really good. Yes, it does feel uh, really good out there, and uh, hopefully we get more days like this. We've been cooped up for way too long. We have. I know. And I think it, it actually reached 70 today. So it was good. <laughs> That's very cool. So today we are going to talk about something that uh, it, really up until a couple of weeks ago, I had never heard of. And that was the diet culture or diet mentality. And I guess I kind of knew about people going on diets, people going multiple diets, but and, and maybe even like in an emotional investment in their diet, but there's a whole culture that goes along with this, and it really hooks people in, and really sometimes from a very young age when it comes to food, when it comes to body image, when it comes to all, all number of different things. And we're going to try to plumb those depths today if we, can, if we can do it. I think we can. Yes. Yes, lots to talk about because there's many different opinions when it comes to this. So what is the diet mentality? I'll tell you how I came, how I came about this. It was a news story. Okay. And I was flipping around uh, at work, and instead of working, I was flipping around the cable news channels, and they were doing a, a I guess I would characterize it as, look at this dumb celebrity story. And this celebrity had gone into a frozen yogurt stand, you could probably Google it just with the basic information, get the whole story. And she got very triggered because she's had you know, issues, and then there was, she just wanted frozen yogurt, but there was sugar-free, and there was vegan, and all of these different options started to make her feel guilty mm-hmm. that she was going for the real thing. And of course, the punchline is, look at that dumb celebrity. She doesn't know about sugar-free. But teasing aside... That's a real problem that people have, isn't it? That was a whole new, that was like an eye-opener to me that that would be so triggering for somebody. Yeah, and actually, I also, when you mentioned that story, I did look it up and read a little bit about it, but I, I, I feel that so many people are, are dealing with that, and, but it's kind of just, it, it's, it's just the norm now. And we're getting hit with these things on on every level and we're not we're not taking into consideration that there are people that really are struggling and they are trying to do the right thing they are so massively confused and you see these triggers that that create create more upset and more more issues down the line for certain people i mean we talk about it all the time with with our clients and they say oh i can't really do this type of plan because that's going to trigger certain things. So I get it, but I do feel that this is such a higher problem that needs to be addressed. And I feel as a society, we got to do better. You know, we have to stop taking advantage of, of this, this massive industry. I mean, we have 75 to 80% of our population is obese or overweight. That's a problem. So we're, we're taking advantage of that, and it's, it's, there's a lot of manipulation there. A lot of manipulation, a lot of marketing, which sometimes is the same thing. And, I, I mean, let's just start there. You walk in. Now, health problems aside, where someone needs 
to be sugar free or it needs to be uh, you name it there could be any other specific dietary things that go on but these things get marketed often time uh, i mean gluten free gets marketed as a healthier alternative well there are times when yeah it actually is for people who have that particular disease but they get this mentality that if i eat this instead of that i'm automatically healthier Right. As, and it's really not that simple. It is not even close to being that simple. And and you would be surprised at these sugar-free labels and these gluten-free and all, yeah, all of the marketing is, if you dig down deep into it, it's it's an unhealthier food. So So that's where it just, it does create... A lot of controversy and and we really again need to take a step back and promote what we really believe in because I do feel at the end of the day there are there are companies out there that want to do the right thing but they also have to sell products so people are are coming on board they're doing certain things and it's I just don't see an end to this anytime soon one of my favorite TV shows I, I think I've referenced it on podcast before is the Simpsons and they did an episode where it was, I think, applesauce bars was the product they were... And (laughs) at the end of it, the punchline is, is they're like full of compressed newspaper. But they market it as this healthy product that's going to give you all of this this power. Yet they're parroting something very real. And by the way, that episode's 20 years old. This has been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Another example, I remember being marketed as a kid. This was right in school, that we would... There would be these tea. It was iced tea. But it had a fancy name and these fancy, you know, cans, mm-hmm. kind of like an Eastern motif. And it was supposed to make you smart or give you brain power. It's just caffeine. Right. It, right. But it was exactly. marketed to us as kids as this is going to make you do better in school. In fact, well, that we'll is sell still marketed school. to kids. Yeah. You know, it's it, and I have and it's it's very true because my son, who is a junior in high school, he will ask me about. So he sends me things. What do you think about this? And I'm usually like saying no you know don't buy it it's not you know so they are confused they have a lot of questions and and you know going back to how how generationally we just kind of come up with these these hooks for people and again you know think about the whole low fat era right think about that do and people don't realize what the consequence of that era was that is when the obesity rate skyrocketed because everyone bought fat free everything so what did they do they pulled the fat out and they they pumped it with sugar so again it's like everyone jumps on these bandwagons and we have to do a better job at educating people i mean that's that's ultimately what's gonna turn this around uh, one of the things in my journey that I knew was going to be a hurdle, I thought was going to be a bigger hurdle, actually, was sweets, was this idea of having a donut or having ice cream or having... And so we came up with a plan, and I was able to navigate, most of the time, relatively guilt-free compared to how some other people may deal with those situations because I had a particular time, I had a strategy, this was when I was going to do it, I wasn't going to feel guilty about it. So I, I think that it gets ingrained in people's minds wherever they pick it up. Well, if I trip and fall, that's something I need to feel really guilty about it. It is almost, it's almost like equated to I sinned against my body because I had a donut. Right. And I have to do some severe penance now because I have to make up for it. Right, right. This self-sabotage yeah. is is off the charts. You know, and it's the majority of people, you know, they, they have a mentality of they're on or they're off. 
So when they're on, you know, they're they're not allowing themselves their sel- themselves anything, you know, outside of healthy eating. And so that's where that that cyclical pattern continues because ultimately what we try so hard to do is get people to eat listen to their body, eat when they're hungry. But again, if the body is not balanced, you know, having something small may trigger a ton of emotions. It may trigger cravings that they have. So that's why it really is. We are, we are at a state where really cleaning up the body, rebalancing the hormones, getting systems to function properly. That's when things start to happen more organically. And I feel, too, we get we have mentality. Maybe this is like an American thing. We want qu- quick and easy fixes. And so that's why if you stand in the checkout line and you look at the magazine rack, it's uh, 12 steps to losing weight or keeping you know, having a beach body this summer, however they market it to people. Again, it's some more of that going on. They want you to buy the magazine. Please buy our magazine. Mm-hmm. It's print. Please buy it. Um, and... Again, we talk about a culture. That means it's something you do regularly. So at this week, it's this diet, and maybe in three months, it's another one. It's this idea. It's that. It's, and it's kind of scattershot. Maybe there's some good stuff in some of these things. Mm-hmm. But they either overpromise, or the headline is misleading, or there's any number of problems that happen with that. It's just over. It's it's over the top. The information is coming at people from from everywhere, and they're confused. And that's where it becomes even more of an issue because they get frustrated because they try one thing, they don't see results, they try something else, try something else, and it just, it, it continues. And until you really dig deep into your own personal needs because everyone is so different, you really have to not only come up with a plan, but stick to the plan and, and ignore all of the outside sources because it does, it sucks you in. I mean, it absolutely does. I remember, and I don't want to call out anybody. Maybe I won't even make you comment on the story, but I remember I was in the waiting room one day, and I was just overhearing the end of this conversation as people were walking by, and it was an older gentleman. He's on the plan. He's trying to lose weight, and then he asked about a particular brand of meal, and it's a very common frozen meal, weight loss plan. It's been out there for a long time. And I think one of your practitioners says, well, the problem with that, and she explained it to him very patiently, But I think it's a perfect example. He was getting the good information, and yet the marketing still comes at you and says, well, maybe I can do this and do this kind of simple fix over here, too, Mm -hmm. that I can just pop in the microwave. Right, right. And and so it must be really difficult to try to push some of that stuff out, to drown it out. Yeah, it's it's such a process because you're dealing with these these thoughts of these these ingrained thoughts for so these beliefs that are difficult to break and and even in your journey you know we talked i i ask you about this all the time well i used to ask you about this all the time but you kind of went through that similar thing i mean it was a little different because you didn't you really didn't go on any specific diets or anything like that but you your eating patterns were just, you know, not good at all. And you, you progressed. Like, yeah. it was like every week you did something different to improve. And now, two and a half years later, you do have a normal relationship with food for the most part, I think. Right. You exactly. know? Well, and a great example of that is, you know, my love for those <clears throat> Oreo cookies back yeah. in the day. And on Saturday night, I was by my, by my parents having dinner and they were on the table. 
and there was I don't know how many in the package because I didn't really look in the package. I had I did have dessert, but I said, and this popped into my brain. I go, I used to sit and eat like half a package of these, mm-hmm. and once in, I couldn't tolerate them being there without doing that, and it was kind of like, I don't want to do that anymore, you know. And I'm not saying I don't have cravings. I'm not saying I don't. I don't live with a lot of guilt, so I will treat myself time to time. But that night it was like, no, I don't ha- this doesn't have the same hold over me like it used to. Yeah. Did you find that going through your journey? Because I remember when we used to set small goals and, and because you enjoyed your sweets, mm-hmm. you know, we added them in in moderation and you followed it. You're like on certain, you know, you allowed me, I don't know if it was like once a day or twice a week or something like that. Did you find that that was helpful for you to overcome the cravings or did you ultimately not even need it anymore? Well, I, th- I think that it helped with the guilt because I'm not cheating on a plan that has says I can have a gotcha, donut on, yes. a, on a lunch on it was Sunday morning. It was lunch on mm-hmm. Tuesday. And then I think it would be like Friday and maybe I'd fudge Saturday, too. Right. But there were, I d- it was kind of like this is part of what I'm doing. And so I. I think from the perspective of cravings, too, when you know I'm going to have this again, it really helps. If you swear something, I go cold turkey. Well, some people have the personality that can do that. Um, Not all of us can just give it up cold turkey because you start thinking about it. Yeah. And when you start thinking about it, that's when the cravings really start to kick in. Yeah. If you can put it off and say, okay, yeah, of course, when the time comes, you will. Then you can start to work your mind on something else. Yeah. And I think I think that's so important because it's really about understanding your boundaries and understanding what certain situations or certain foods, what the consequences are. You know, if you're eating, if you allow yourself, say, you know, cookies twice a week and every single time you have cookies and you're you're self-sabotaging after or you're fighting so hard to not eat the whole thing. Well, then it's probably, you know, you probably should change that up and maybe take a break from it for a while and and substitute it for something else. I mean, so this is this is just an example of that. It is part of the process because the mentality has to has to change along with nourishing your body and getting your body into a healthier state. And you have to be really, you have to make that decision for yourself. I mean, I don't want to try to judge anybody for their mental state, whatever, where they are emotionally, but you just got to decide this is where I am. So if I walk into the Froyo's shop, all right, putting me in that celebrity shoes and I see this selection, that selection, or that selection, I'm going, but I want chocolate, right? Like that's, and that's just what I'm going to do. You want that stuff? Hello, taste, where are you? You go for it. That's not the way I'm going to be living my life. But not everybody is there. But I think that that's a good goal to have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know. And I think when I think about that story, and I'm still trying to kind of relate to it in a way. And and I guess I I can't because of the personal situation that she was in. And I understand that people are in those situations. But it it is all about you know, empowering yourself and making, making your own choices, putting yourself in situations that, you know, you know, you can, you can control and, and looking beyond just the nonsense, 
I mean, you can't get sugar-free yogurt, you know? And like, and even if you did, it's not going to be a healthier alternative. No, so no. again, it always comes back with, we have to be a little more realistic what, what, with what we're seeing out there. And I think that we have been so overloaded with this diet culture for so long, the backlash is on. Mm-hmm. And again, some of that I think stems from good intentions and maybe even a positive place. I'm not going to feel guilty or self-sabotage like you're saying, but I, I worry like with most things, we swing the pendulum too far the other way. And now all of the sudden we can't talk about obesity as a health problem because that hurts people's feelings yeah. and that's not good either. And so that's why I wanted to do this and kind of dig in to say, where is, okay, this is the unhealthy mentality and yet, we can't be 100 pounds overweight and live a healthy life long term. So where is that middle ground? And I think we're laying some of the groundwork mm-hmm. for the mental part of it. Mm-hmm. It's not thin it to win it. It's I'm going to be healthy. Somebody corrected me very early on. It's not skinny Pete. Mm-hmm. It's healthy Pete. Yeah. And that, and that difference. Yeah. And I, I do feel that at least the majority of people that I see, they are not, they do not come in. Yeah, you know, wanting to be super skinny. They are relatively realistic about their goals and they know where they are going to be healthy. And like, I think I mentioned this before, we get people in who are, you know, weigh 250 and they're, they want to just weigh 190 and that's where they want to stay. And that's, that is perfectly okay because they feel good there. So, so the, you know, it, this can get super complicated because we're so far removed from being skinny. Like nobody's really, nobody can really aspire to be that skinny because they're so far away from that. You know, like I said, I mean, the majority of our population is obese or overweight. So I do, I do kind of feel, yes, we definitely perpetuate like fat phobia and, you know, you are better if you are a normal weight. I do think there is some, a little bit of and maybe a lot of discrimination. Um, people are looked at differently. So this is all about really getting people to feel good about themselves, not about what other people think about them. You know, and it's changing that whole mentality. And I think people have the potential to get there for sure. It's amazing to me how I started thinking about this and then I started to recognize, or maybe they just came my way because I was thinking about it, um, how, again, how sort of this reaction to diet culture is coming in, again, especially aimed at youth, and I think it's well-intentioned because you don't want to have especially young girls running around with negative self-images. And so I look, and obviously this is an audio forum, but I reference this, your, your chart over here of different body types mm-hmm. and how you have one on the side we would maybe think is bulkier, one on the other side we would think is skinnier, and yet body compositions the body is built differently, but they're very similar. Right. And I think we have to do a better job of educating that it's not, if your body looks one way, it's not necessarily because you're fat or you're unhealthy or whatever it is. Yeah. And we have to do a better job. Talk about things we should focus on in school. Oh, right. Between Don't algebra and reading started. and everything else. Oh my yeah. gosh. We so need to be talking about these things. And I will say, you know, the younger people that I see, they, they, it's like a double whammy because they're having such a hard time losing weight. You know, listen, the younger people are now in the process toxic world. Like we had my upbringing, I had a little bit of like eating somewhat normal whole food. My mom cooked, you know, most days. And now it's like, 
it's a hundred percent process. So mm-hmm. they're they're full of toxins. You know, they're eating chemicals and you know processed foods all day. They have a lot of gut issues, and a lot of my female patients, it's it's now it's this turmoil within because they're trying things to lose weight. They can't because there's other issues now. So so it's now creating this other whole aspect of psychology within, you know, especially I think females, you know, I'm I'm sure there's men or younger boys that are going through the same thing, but a lot of females come to us for that. I think was, I mean, I can only speak as having been a, an overweight younger boy. I think you don't internalize it as much or I didn't anyway, because there's certainly you get teased and everything like that, but we'll go home and eat the chocolate pudding and Again, didn't really, and maybe I didn't draw one-to-one comparison between I really like the snack and it's hard to run around the playground increasingly as, as you get a little bit older to the point where it's, you're in high school and I couldn't run a mile, save my life, you know? Right. So it starts so young and then, Mm -hmm. you know, we can get into the cycle of the marketing again, kind of going back to that's the healthy tea that's going to, or again, my favorite, and again, comes from a well-meaning place, standardized testing. And they pile this into the cafeteria to have a bagel because mm-hmm. it's complex carbohydrates and mm-hmm. it makes your brain work better. Mm-hmm. And of course, I would get the one with lots of cinnamon and sugar on top right. too. Because right. Well, again, so so the problem is is that we can, you know, me as an owner of a wellness, a weight loss and wellness business, I can tell people all of these great things every single day. But they're going out, they're leaving this this clinic, they're walking outside that door, and they're being inundated on all levels that a lot of this stuff is normal. So we fight against a lot of just society, of government, of the food that is on the shelves. The, the, like you said, what these kids are being fed in the schools, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at some point, we have to make a decision to collectively start to implement Education Again, it's education. It all comes down to that. And you probably can't wait for other people or the government. So it really is ownership on, you know, yourself. It comes, it comes back to making the decision. Making the decision. I mean, it's, I wish there was an easier way, but I think you have to come to a point, say this is, this is it, because it is a long term. And this is kind of what I'm concerned about in the, in the backlash to die culture is, we're going to just become accepting of obesity as a cultural norm. I mean, it is our cultural norm, but whatever fight there was to push back against, it gets absorbed into, well, we don't want a fat shame. Well, no, we don't, you're right. We don't want a fat shame, but we don't want people to be unhealthy either. Right, right. I know. I just, um, well, and you think about certain, certain products, uh, you know, that are out there, you know, the cigarette that whole industry and how that has now now it's like if you smoke you are looked at as like an alien from outer space like it's not as accepting and you know so there's different things that that kind of come along um along the way and now it really is it's like the diet sodas too it's like oh my gosh you drink diet soda like that's now being kind of there's negative associations with that and and again obesity is it's kind of there you know it's going there where people there when you look at them you sit down with them you see the shame within them they're having significant psychological issues thoughts that that really need to be kind of worked through because it's it's not going to go it's not going to go away on on its own and really we need to again just try to help and support that whole process 
it's not just calories in and calories out or calories in exercise out or some of these some of these things that get diffused down in popular i'm gonna go work hard in the gym and i'm gonna eat a whole pizza tonight and as if there's a one-to-one ratio Mm -hmm. to those things and again i think there is even a subculture of wellness that is misguided we're thinking we're doing things to make us well and whether it's just Again, popping. I bought vitamins off the shelf. Generic brand. I'm well now. Right. And so I think you have to watch out for that, too. Like, there's the diet culture, and then there's the wellness culture. Right. Right. Definitely. And also, just, I think you mentioned it before, but just... um your thoughts on food, the fixation on, on the food and the eating of not only, you know, what should I eat, but what is your day going to look like? When is your next meal going to be? Again, it's, you know, getting getting people to a place where they're not fixating on food. They're, wor- you know, kind of worrying about other, not worrying, but, you know, fulfill, being fulfilled in so many other areas besides food always being kind of that crutch and the that reward the reward how and you just, show love yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly right. and it just it takes over the thoughts you know their thoughts and you know listen it's 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 a really tricky you know situation out there um this is there's a lot of different opinions i think i i think it's not really going to get better anytime soon i think people this is a big business for sure mm-hmm. um but hopefully you know there's a lot of people out there who are really trying to help in the right way so you know the people that we see you know i would say 50 percent are within that diet culture and 50 percent understand that they need they need to step outside of that and get real information so hopefully we, you know, I just wanted to vent. So thank you for joining me. <laughs> I know. And I was like, I was like, okay, I don't know where this is going to go because there is just, there's, so well, I, I, you know, it's ever since I've started on weight loss journey, I'm more in tune to this, these kind of stories that are out there. And if I think, even if it's just a look at the stupid celebrity story and it gives people the wrong idea, they walk away with another misconception that could have, been, could have been me with that misconception. Yeah. So I like to push back. I have a little bit of a platform, so I'm going to use it. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think things like that are, are very important to, to talk about. Well, thank you for helping me out on that. Yeah, That's absolutely. Good. So we got a couple of minutes left. We've been going for, for a bit here, but okay. I always like to put a period at the end of the sentence. It's been a wide-ranging conversation. Uh, but just or somebody is listening to this, and they've been in the diet culture, and they're kind of being aware of it now. What's the next step? What should they do? What do you think? I would say setting your own personal boundaries. You know, determine what you're willing to to listen to and what you're willing to just avoid. And I think that's, and that can go with, with eating too. You know, I mean, there's so many great foods out there. We We don't need to be eating packaged, processed, going to fast food, there's so many opportunities to eat really good food. So I do think the boundaries, and I do think, like you said, is making that decision. Don't not make the decision and then try to just run through rampant and and go through the motions of thinking that one day willpower is going to kick in and you're going to (laughs) be fine. Um, it's, It's putting the work in and making that decision to make a change. Putting the work in, and if at first or second or 10th or 12th you don't succeed, try, try again. I mean, we're always going to have cravings. We're always going to, 
you know, give in and, and eat something maybe we shouldn't or too much or whatever it is. Tomorrow's another day. Right. No reason to take any guilt or feel like you got to make it up to anybody or anything like that. Just go eat a healthy meal next time. Right. Don't worry about it. Right. Your body will take, take care of your body most of the time and you'll be, you'll be set to go. On that positive note, Sherry Stoka, Way Less MD and Wellness. Want to get more about Way Less MD, more information, I should say, how can we do that? Yeah, so you can go to our website at waylessmd.com and we have lots of information there and our phone number is 262-226-2046. And the programs are customizable, right? It's not take a bunch of pills and... Oh, yeah, we are all about personalizing health and nutrition, and we have on-site programs, and we have all 100% virtual as well. Very cool. So uh, check it out, uh, waylessmd.com, and uh, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast, Weighing In with Sherry Stoka. Sherry's got a lot of great topics and guests, and I make an appearance now and again. (laughs) uh, And thank you very much. You're very (laughs) welcome. I'm happy to do it. Uh, And uh, again, say nice things. Tell your friends. Five stars, subscribe, all that podcast lingo uh, that you usually hear at the end of these things. But no mattress commercials, because that's not... It's not how we roll. Right, right. On weighing in <laughs> with way less MD and wellness. Get out there, enjoy yourself, and uh, stay safe and healthy. And remember, way less for success.